Happy Monday. Welcome to another sneak preview. I'm Connor as Gary. I'm Caleb Lager. And today we're discussing Ty West's new horror film, X. We won't be discussing the outfit because it was hard to find. And we won't be discussing Deep Water because the reviews were terrible and we didn't want to waste our time. Uh, not really surprised, but I had a little, a little hope that that's gone. I now have thrown Deep Water into our potential list for Beyond the Bad episodes. Nice. Look at that. Already adding to the list new release movies. Yep. <laughs> no one is safe. Uh, before we get into X, let's see what happened last week in film. Last week in film. Only one trailer to discuss. The second trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes out April 8th. Uh, start, you know, looks, I, I bet fans are going to like this. Uh, I'll be sure to watch Sonic before I watch this, uh, which I'm sure we'll be talking about like that week. Sorry, I think I think you'll like the first Sonic. It's it's a fun movie. Even if you don't play the games, it's a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. And what, I, what I like that they did was the first one. They kind of they like they dipped their toes into the pool that was Sonic, without really going too like in on it because you know it's the first movie. Let's get people acclimated to like this, and then we'll see. Luckily, it was a huge success, and because of it, they're now like as it looks like in the trailer, they're going all in. It's not just a toe in the Sonic board. It's like they are jumping into the pool that's good uh i was looking at the schedule that week we've also got ambulance so i think it'll you know it'll be a light week so might as well see them both it was a light week yeah side two both don't look bad to me all right ambulance hopefully is better than the last couple of microwave films i don't see how they could be worse (laughs) yeah i thought that when i watched six underground i was like oh boy oh yeah that's right oof um, next up, and this seems very quick, but you know, I mean, it's in good hands. Courtney Cox <sighs> returning for Scream 6, which has a confirmed release date of March 31st, 2023. Uh, no word yet on whether Nev Campbell is returning, but I would probably bet money on yes. Yeah, I mean, it seems quick, but at some point, I like the turnaround between the first scream and then the second scream was like really quick. Um, if you actually, I mean, yeah, it came out a year after, but then you take account like filming and pre. Pre, pre-pro and post-production like it was quick so i mean like i said the fact that they're bringing a lot of the creative team back like all the creative team back tells me that they're moving forward and i know they already had hence why they're able to knock this out one this out so quick so they already had a pretty like sure goal on where they wanted to go and they're doing that i think we're Hopefully finally i think we're finally going to get the stew mocker is the killer reveal no, I think they're going to keep trolling the shit out of us on that. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought, you know, Sydney and Gail got a good ending in Scream 5, or 5 Cream, as I've heard some people call it. And um, I just... I, honest, I, I love that. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. You know, Scream 5 is good. Just how many times is, are they going to escape this fucker? Like in a believable I mean, way. I was really surprised to see, yeah, to see um Courtney Cox Courtney Cox return. Cause the way it ended was like, okay, we really don't need them. I, I really feel like there won't be like if anything, they're just not they're gonna be like this one, they're not a huge part of the story, they're not really needed. 
make it more revolve around them. Like, I, I would be surprised if they try to pull away from the new main character that they established in Screen Five. Like, I would, I would feel like that that's where the story is going is with her, and she's going to be tied to it again. I bet it's going to be like Star Trek Into Darkness when they're dealing with Khan and they like call Leonard Nimoy and he's like, you know, tell us about Khan. I bet it'll be something like that. Like yeah. I need to talk to, to Gail and she's like, what's up? How can I help? You know, I can't come in. I got stuff going on, but like, how can I help? Yeah. Like I, I always just see her quickly, like, a, you know, a news circuit talking about it. Right. Like I, I just don't, the way they went, I don't see how they are going to try to make her such a huge part, especially if they've only confirmed her and not Neff Campbell. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I I do like this franchise, and I like the I like the direction that these two guys are taking this franchise. Uh, I'm hoping they keep proving their metal with Wes Craven's uh, works, so that they get the keys to the Elm Street franchise. That'd be awesome. Like I said, I know the estate's just really making sure that whoever takes it. Knows what they're doing. That's why we haven't gotten one. Well, I'm sure if if these guys give us like let's say three really good screen movies, I think uh, I think they'll get Freddy. Probably. I was surprised Elijah Wood didn't get it because his take for like Spectre Vision's take, I was like, that sounds awesome, but I just don't think he was gunning for it because it's too expensive for the company. Yeah, that's pricey. These guys though, they're doing just fine. Finally. We lost a legend this past week. Oscar-winning character actor William Hurt has passed away at 71 years old following a battle with prostate cancer. Hurt won his Oscar for his performance in 1985's Kiss of the Spider Woman, was also nominated for his performances in Children of a Lesser God, Broadcast News, and A History of Violence. Hurt also played General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was also in Lost in Space, Mr. Brooks, Altered States, The Village, and The Big Chill. You'll certainly be missed. What a devastating loss to the acting community. Whatever you may think of the man and his own personal demons, which are coming out lately, um, he was a fantastic actor, and his performances were iconic, and we should always be sure to celebrate the work. Yeah. um, You know, it, it does suck that apparently he was a monster in his personal life. Um, but acting wise, he, you know, he was a hell of an actor, you know, lots of cool stuff that he did. Um, the fact that he was one of the few things that they brought back from the Incredible Hulk into the MC, they're like, Hey, do you want to come back and continue playing Thunderbolt Ross? Yeah. He was like, yeah, any day of the week. So, you know, that was really cool because it seemed like for a long time, and I'm someone that actually likes the Incredible Hulk. Like I, I don't get the weird, like hatred that some people have towards them. like it's a really fun movie and way better than Ang Lee's version personally mm-hmm. I like again if you like Ang Lee's version you like it but I liked Incredible Hulk better um so it was you know cool to see him come back and be one of the few things that kind of made the trip over continue to be in the MCU I really <coughs> I haven't seen his uh his Oscar winning role in Kiss of the Spider Woman but I've heard it's amazing uh <laughs> The movie I always go back to when I think of William Hurt is Lost in Space. I know it's it's a terrible movie, huge box office bomb, ridiculous film, but I like it. I don't I don't care. I like it. So, Lost in Space always make that's that's the first film I think of when I think of William Hurt. 
Mm. Did you see Lost in Space? Uh, a long ass time ago when I was a kid. I don't remember. I do not remember much of it. Got Gary Oldman. It's got Matt LeBlanc when he was trying to be a movie star. Didn't try it long. Uh, Heather Graham, Lacey Chabert, young a young Jared Harris. Uh, Pretty talented cast Reggie, they have for the movie. Reggie Caffey. Like, yeah, really good cast. Uh, time travel story. Digital effects don't hold up. It was nineteen ninety eight. I know Netflix recently like reviewed it as a TV show. I've heard it's really good from a lot what of was, people. What was based on a TV show from the sixties? Lost in Space. It was kind of like a very goofy Star Trek knockoff. And then they oh, tried to make it into a you know blockbuster franchise where the movie bombed so hard that didn't happen. And then Netflix rebooted it again. Okay. Except Netflix seems to have better success with it because I hear a lot of people that like that show. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I want to do Lost in Space on Beyond the Bad one day because I would like to revisit that movie with like an, the lens I'm supposed to have. Because <laughs> I might be the only human being on Earth. Like certain movie. movie, look, certain movies. I don't, I don't give a shit. I, I like it regardless. Yeah, Gary Oldman playing a like a terrorist scientist who is who might might be a child molester. Yeah, I take it. Turns into a giant spider at the end of the movie. How do you not get into that? Anyway, rest in peace, William Hurt. <laughs> yes. I wonder if this is going to shift Marvel's plans at all because it felt like they were setting up a Thunderbolts thing. I mean, that's if they were doing that, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, it, it really depends. If they weren't doing that, then no, they just won't use them in the movies anymore. Um, and if they were doing that, I mean, yeah, but I'm sure like Foggy's already proven he has a scary amount of backups. Um, it's almost scary how much backups he has, actually. I love um, it. I wish every producer had, like, you know, everybody in charge of giant franchises, I wish they had backups like that. So, like, you know, Fantastic Beasts 3, for example, I, wouldn't feel so fucking derailed. <laughs> they still have, like, two more of those fucking films to do, too. Um, uh, yeah, don't, I'm not, like, I'm impressed, but I'm also scared. Like, the fact that you said there was like, okay, so if this actor dies and then has like a whole fucking new plan, I'm like, that's awesome, but also kind of scary. I was like, when the pandemic happened, he was the only one that went, it's okay. I have a plan for this. It's all good. We'll shift some stuff around. Just trust me. <laughs> We've got shows, got Disney Plus. We're going to be fine. <laughs> I love that. Just the world's on fire and he's like, no, doesn't matter. <laughs> Good for Feige. Well, uh, William Hurt's legacy is definitely going to be impacted by these uh, the allegations, which are shaping up to look be looking pretty uh, pretty real. And that's a it's a damn shame. But like I said, celebrate the work, enjoy the work, because the work did nothing wrong. Yeah, I mean, you guys talked about it a lot. With the um, the Jeepers Creepers episode, you know, yeah, the work itself is good. Um, yeah, the person making it can be a monster, and they, you know, don't you got to remember that these are human beings, right? Like we just see what they show us on screen. At the end, of, they got personal lives. They got, you know, they some of them do what I did today, right? We're recording on Sunday. Some of them have days like me where I just clean my house, take care of my dog, right? Like they're human. Yeah, not exactly. always good humans, but they're humans. 
yeah, people are flawed. People make mistakes. People make bad decisions, including famous people. <laughs> ah, well, I'm you know I'm still going to keep watching Lost in Space. I'm still going to enjoy The Incredible Hulk. I'm looking forward to watching Altered States and Kiss of the Spider Woman and Broadcast News. So, yeah, this ain't stopping me. Oh, yeah, I'm still watching movies that he's in that I enjoy. Yeah. Well, that's all that happened last week in film. It was a pretty quick week. Um, before we get into X, as always, we got to spotlight the new Shutter original. So, Caleb, why don't you tell us about the Bunker game? Uh, it's better than Scary of 61st, but not in a, nearly as good as the Seed. Um, it's about these loppers, apparently, that are lopping World War II in a bunker somewhere. It's not really specified where. <laughs> um, and then something weird happens. They get the the customers out, but then the, the workers get locked in. And spooky stuff happens, except not for like an hour until like the hour and a half film. Then you roll like good spooks happen. Um, and... A lot of it's one of those films that does what I hate, which is like a lot of shit's like thrown but never really explored. So it's like things just happen. Like at one point, some dude you you get the feeling he's trying to sleep with the main character, but then she throws out he's my cousin, and you're like, well, wait, what? Like that's not how a cousin talks to. Like I have female cousins, I don't talk to them like that. (laughs) Um, A lot of weird stuff just kind of thrown in. At one point, one the the worker, the guys who works there, it's like randomly revealed to be like an actual Nazi before he gets like pulled into like the abyss and taken care of by the ghost, which then reveals that the ghost isn't evil. It's hoping that it's just like a lot of shit thrown. Nothing really sticks. I was bored. I spent a good chunk of time like looking at my phone at times. Just like, oh my God. Um still better than saying the scary 61st, but not very good. Well damn. Okay. Just chalk it up to another misfire in this really unreliable gun that is Shutter. <laughs> yes, but next week they're finally coming out with the one I've been looking forward to, the, the Spine of Night. Okay. Well, since we're doing our Oscars recap, we might have to push the talk with that movie by a week. That's fine. As long as you watch the Spine of Night, it's the only one I'm requesting you watch this month. Okay. I will I will do that. Actually, if we do it, you know, if we push it by a week, I have the entire week to watch that movie. So That's true, too. There you go. Uh, I'm sure from I'm requesting you watch. Okay, I will accept at least that. for this month. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's coming out in April. Well, I do know, but I'm going to wait until they come out with their things so I can remember. Because they're involved, they're halfway to Halloween uh, plan, which is April. So they're involved a lot of the shows they're showing in April. And actually, that that month looks like it's going to be solid. What we'll see. Because so far this year, just from your description of these films, it's been hilarious watching you kind of deflate. <laughs> Glad you're enjoying it. I kind of am, not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, I'll give this film if I were to grade it, I'd say a four, maybe. Yeah, that's still better than the one you gave that weird Epstein movie. Oh, that still stands as like the worst piece of shit thing I've sat through all year. I it's gonna take so much for me to watch anything worse than that. Good God. Um, so this week, um, the outfit got really good reviews. Uh, it is playing nearby, so I might just go see it and throw it into 
a discussion in the next coming weeks because I do want to see it. It it does look like an intriguing mob thriller. Uh, so you know, possibly. Uh, Deep Water, however, can can go fuck itself. I I'm not watching no no twenty percent, uh, you know, critically reviled two hour Ben Affleck stroke fest. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I would say, like, at first, like, we're on the ominous, but she's coming off that fucking Merlin Robot. I think this was supposed to be NC-17. I really want to see her in that fashion. I always go back to Knock Knock, which I enjoyed anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. And Deep yeah. Water will have its own moment on Beyond the Bad eventually. It's in the potential list. And if we do want to go down that road, we always can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do on that show so much. Oh, yeah. So, X. X is the latest horror flick from Ty West. Uh, we covered his uh, cult film, The Sacrament, last week on Filmgasm. That was fun. And, uh, th- you know, we did that movie because he's got a new one here. And X is basically Texas Chainsaw meets Boogie Nights. And uh, I loved it. Yeah, I, re- I really like this one. Um, it's, it's competing for Sacrament being my favorite Ty West film. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, I think what I liked, and I we kind of I kind of mentioned before the record is like he didn't completely you know deconstruct you know quote unquote since Scream came out essentially, um, or reinvent the genre. He took a very smart approach in kind of flipping the script. Um, this wasn't just typical horny ass teens go smoke some weed, get fuck you know have sex and then they just die. And then the version makes it out alive. Like, first off, every female character fucks in this movie. Um, including our fucking um our killers for those who want to watch old people get down and dirty. Um and uh it's to me a really neat take of kind of taking on ageism to an extent, you know, the and our bodies betraying us as we get older and things that we still want to do but wrapping it all in a slasher setting. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, yeah. With all the vicious kills and the grisly moments, the, the old people fucking was the, was the grossest part. I, didn't, I thought he was going to die. I was like, cause he keeps saying it throughout the movie, my heart. I can't do it. Cause of my heart. I was like, Oh, he's going to fucking die. He's going to like die on top of her. <laughs> and no, he apparently he, he went to completion, which look, Trying to tell me he was able to get that thing up without the use of Viagra, pretty quickly too. Like that was, that was a get up and yeah. go. Like there's no way. <laughs> that was they were so gross old, like just. Ugh. I was looking away because I didn't want to see his like checkered ass. I didn't want to see. Looked. Oh, I looked. <laughs> I was too. I couldn't look away. I was like, oh my god. I've been seeing a lot of like complaints about like you know how are the how is this old lady able to you know overpower like an entire group of young people and I'm like well she didn't overpower them she caught them by off guard because he's so unassuming like yeah she caught off guard and her husband helps out throughout a good chunk of film that like it's actually very believable how they pulled it off yeah big shotgun beats naked teenagers <laughs> yeah and in one case an alligator that was crazy i love the the setup to that 
You don't just throw an alligator into your movie and not have him eat somebody. No. No, especially like, look, you established the sixth place in Houston, Texas, right? Mm. For anyone who's like, there aren't alligators in Texas. There are in East Texas because it's all swamp over there. Um, I was born in Beaumont, Texas. They'll do the first eight years of my life. Family lives over in, in uh, the Houston area now. Like, I'm, I'm very familiar with East Texas area. There's gators. Um, and yeah, I like that the, the setup of like their pond has that one that's just kind of chilling there. Which, you know, if you know anything about Texas, makes sense. Like, yeah, Gator probably just wandered over one day, never left. Then as the film goes on, you're like, that's why it never left. Um, you're feeding it. Yeah. And, yeah, that that payoff, I love at the beginning. No, we're kind of doing this out of order, but nah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, I like at the beginning when you see uh, Mia Goth's character, who, by the way, also played the old lady in heavy makeup. Like, goddamn. Um. But when she's uh, swimming and they show that shot of the gator and it sees her and you can see it. I love that overhead shot of it getting closer to her. And I'm, I remember saying they're getting tense, like, oh, God, it's going to fucking get her. Oh, God. She gets out just in time. But then, yeah, you get that um, the payoff later with Brittany Snow's character when she gets pushed in. And that thing fucking lunges at her head out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Um even before the horror starts, it's a pretty compelling drama about like, you know, taking life by the balls uh, in your own way. Pretty literally yeah. in this case. What, a, what a McConaughey look like almost. Oh my God. Yeah. The whole time I kept expecting him to say, you know, the catchphrase. Right. I don't, I don't know. This is, he was really good. I liked him in the role, but it, it was almost like shocking. I'm sitting there going, you look like fucking McConaughey right now, dude. <laughs> I laugh my ass off when he pops up in the middle of the night in just these like super tight briefs. And then he like never puts clothes on. He never does. He goes to get like a flashlight in the, instead of pants. <laughs> oh, he cracks me up bad when he's like, feel how hard I am. It makes the dude touch his, his dick. I'm like, what is going on with this guy? <laughs> I felt really bad for the for the the screenwriter guy who brought his girlfriend to the porn set and didn't see that coming. I because I honestly did not feel bad. I was like, dude, you can't sit there, watch these other people fuck everyone, and then when your girlfriend expresses interest because you thought, oh, I'll bring my church girlfriend there to be safe, and they get all up in arms when she isn't. And also, he keeps trying to pull. And I thought this was this had to be Wes's like little like sly commentary or madness on um A twenty four in general and like that. He kept being like avant garde cinema. I'm like, no one cares about your avant garde porn. They want to see tits and ass. And I want to get fucked. Like that's all they want to see. One hundred percent. He was talking about you know the way A twenty four approaches horror. Like no one's here for you know no one's here for the story for the. But the performances, they want to see people get ripped apart. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I, I like that he did that. It's about somebody, it's about time someone in the industry said that shit. Well, and it, based off like what I've seen them coming out with this year, it seems like even A24 finally kind of became aware of themselves. Um, between this, um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Actually, I've been seeing like really rave reviews on it. And um, looks like it's going to deliver the action with all our stuff we expect from A24. Um, their slasher, other slasher from coming out with bodies, bodies, bodies. That is the title. Um, it's looking like they're finally kind of like they themselves are kind of aware of 
how people view them, and they're trying to play around finally a little bit and experiment and have some fun. Because I have no, I had no issues with them at first, but I just thought like with the witch and um, not Midsummer, Hereditary. As good as those movies were, they got kind of obsessed with making that type of film constantly. Yeah. It was like, stop making that type of film, experiment, and it looks like that's what they're finally doing. I guess Lamb was the last straw for people. They're like, I'm not watching Numi Rapace walk around with a with a with a little little goat creature. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay, hey, twenty four. We will not. It was that was my last straw. I was like, I'm not doing. I'm not seeing this. I've been tricked so many times. I'm not falling for it again. At this point, it's on me. <laughs> like it's my fault for continuously falling for this. So, no. <laughs> I was really I was really happy X wasn't that because as soon as A20 I forgot this was an A24 production and as soon as the logo popped up I, I audibly went ah oh. <laughs> it's like oh this is gonna be two hours long and it's gonna be boring and I'm gonna be pissed yeah no it it really looks like they understand it themselves finally and they're, they're trying to experiment more because I mean even for people there, I'm sure there's gonna be some people out there who'll be like, well, this is still slow, like most A24 films. I'm like, no, it's actually slow, like most Ty West films. Like Ty yeah. West has never been a man of what I have seen in his career to just go, 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 go with his movies. He wants to build up characters, he likes character development, he likes getting you settled before he pulls it out from under you. And he does it here because like you said, like it starts out as a pretty actually kind of riveting. Um, Boogie Nights trauma of like people just trying to make their way in the ward in the late 70s, you know, kind of on the cusp of the 80s. Yeah. Um, and their way of doing it is to make a porno. Yeah. I mean, our, our hero, you know, we're introduced to, um, oh, what the hell was her name? Um, Maxine, as this, you know, wannabe porn star with a Coke habit who is convinced that she's going to blow up the world. She's going to be the biggest star on earth. And, we all know that's not going to happen. We all know she's going to get lost in the shuffle like every other, you know, wannabe porn star. But, you know, she's so determined to be, like, remembered. And I love the twist at the end when you're like, oh, she's the preacher's daughter we've been seeing on TV this whole time. Yeah, the whole time I was like, why? I was like, at first I was like, I guess this is just, like, really beat you over the head, like, metaphor he's doing right now. Then when they did the twist, I went, oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, and look, and also, look, like a good one. Well, other thing I like too, um, I noticed was how he would intercut a lot of the meta in this and a lot of what they were doing with like the porn film they were shooting, intercut it with actual moments in the film. Like he was almost having his cake and eating it too, in a way, yeah, which I really liked. Um, because yeah, you know, they have their big talk about like, you know, oh, it's people don't want to watch this kind of stuff, it's just smut. But then he turns around and makes sure that you see him near every single chick in this movie, butt-ass naked. And I'll say it, I wasn't complaining. Brittany Snow is a hot woman. <laughs> so yeah, you're not I, was, right. I, I thought it was cool how they were intercutting the dialogue from the porno and from like Maxine with the, the, the sermon that was happening on the TV. Like Maxine kind of adopted her father's, you know, tagline of like, I will not live a life I don't deserve. That was something he said. Yeah, and then she took it and flipped it to represent her outlook. That's cool. Like this is a very good script, and I respect yeah. that more than anything. Yeah, when Ty West, I look say what you will about him because I know like I said his his 
methodical pacing is not for everyone, as I've learned. Like I'm here, horror fans are like really love his work, like I do. Well, they just they they can't do it because. But I've always thought since I've seen Hostel, the dude is a, a talented fucking script writer and knows how to have everything play and come back. Like we talked about Sackman here, um, and like I said, how he was able to have literally scenes in the movie intercut with exactly what's happening in the porn. So you're watching like this really sexy steamy thing, but then it's cut with something like horrific happening that almost parallels it. I loved when uh, Kid Cootie, which is cool that he's in this as like an Afro dude, uh, just opens the door completely naked to talk to the old guy at night. Just like you can see the silhouette of his giant dick. It is huge. (laughs) I mean, that dude's rocking like 11 inches soft. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, good good for him. Oh, yeah. This movie does not hold back from showing you body parts or bodily um, fluids. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, the part of, part of porn that you don't see when they have to actually do multiple takes of fucking, which and the cum has to go somewhere. Yep, you also don't see the cleanup, which is quite extensive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I, I like that, you know, this you get to see kind of the how the sausage is made, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I I don't know you, but like, because you've lived in Texas now a good, a good, a good while. And as you know, I, I was born and raised. I don't think I've ever seen, it's been a while since I've really watched a film where I sat there going, holy shit, I'm in Texas. Like, like I've seen plenty of films that take place in Texas, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I recognize that spot. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. This one, I'm like, God, I feel like I'm there. Like, from the summer heat that was being portrayed to seeing all stuff, I'm like, God, I feel like I'm in fucking Texas right now. You know, I'm sitting in a very comfy movie theater. Oh, well, I think, yeah, I, I could I could feel that. Uh, especially the vibe of, like, you know, late 70s evangelicalism, just having that kind of hanging over this movie. This prudish notion of, you know, God tells me what to do with my body and you know i like the all the older people have this you know this sense of uh godlessness about the young that is still you know very much felt in the south it's you know i think it's a bunch of old i I like they mentioned in the movie you know it's a bunch of old people who can't fuck and they're jealous (laughs) yeah yeah and like you said it's so kind of felt today i don't want to get too into political stuff but as anyone who kind of follows some of the, some of the bills are being passed in texas as of late um yeah it's still felt today on literally on like a political level for you know in that state um yeah it i like how they kind of asking into that how like i said this film really explores like age i haven't really seen a film explore especially a horror from the way this explores age with like the hot young you know group of people that were following and even to an extent they make that quick comment on um wayne i think was his name where he's like look you haven't been 42 but i've been 23 once and i'm like holy shit like that was a great line that was a great line (laughs) yeah and i'm like you know in that quick line you see like even he to an extent is just trying to live out his youth so he clearly didn't live his youthful life the way he wanted or he did but he doesn't want to let it go yeah i mean it's you know he mentions that he left his wife for maxine like he's with the hot young thing because he thinks it makes him a hot young thing. And it doesn't guy. You're still, you're, you're the creepy old guy of the group. Yeah, no, yeah. You're just a creepy old guy that doesn't put clothes on when you investigate at night. 
His stance too really cracked me up. He had like a superhero stance. Fucking Superman in his tidy whities Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Even when he's in LeBron, that comment he said about the keys to the two uh, keys to a good relationship. And I'm like, yeah, this is a guy that won't let it go. You know, we've seen it. Like we talk about all the time, like the guy that when you graduate high school, there's that one guy that still hangs around the town in the high school because he just can't let it go. Like, I don't, I don't think it's an accident that he kind of the character is a little modeled after McConaughey because I got days to confuse vibes the whole time. You know, that's what I like about high school girls. I keep getting older, they stay the same age. Like that's, that's him. Yeah, this, this is like a horror version of him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, even with um the old couple, kind of t- kind of talking about our, our main killers here, like yeah, like you said, they really explore like. He even tells them at the bat when they get there, like, you know, don't let my wife see you. And you're thinking, like, well, that's where you're some No, it's because she literally is – she's pent up. She's wanting to still do things that, you know, you can only do in your youth, like sex and stuff. And she's mad that she can't even – that her body has betrayed her. And that, you know, she keeps, you see it. She keeps bugging her husband, like, come on, Howard. That was his name, Howard. And he, he keeps telling her, like, yo, you know my heart can't take it. So it's like he, he wants to. He would love to. But like I said, it's hard. He has some kind of condition that it's hard for him to do that. Yeah, can't get too excited. You can murder a bunch of people, but you can't get too excited. You can't fuck you well, your wife. Again, I like the payoff to that so much. Um, yeah, when he keeps mentioning it, I'm thinking, oh, shit, they're going, he's going to die on top of her. But then, like, you know, he's pulling her in. She has that fucking death spurt, and it scares them to death. And I'm like, ah, I see what they did. I like how the film kind of tricked us into thinking that uh, Jenna Ortega's character was going to be our hero because she's the the virgin, you know? Yeah, yeah. And well, the virgin, and also just the simple fact that you have someone like her who's been breaking out, like, and been in every fucking thing. Like, I, I there, I can't. It's too important. I don't know what horror film I haven't seen with her in it, <laughs> um, which is awesome. Good for her. But yeah, I like how they trick you uh, with that, and then it turns out no, it's not. Like your your main character is inspiring porn star who you watch have sex in the film the guy she found in the basement that was the, that was the guy who had the the beetle they found in the in the woods right yes which okay. you know will hopefully be explored in the already filmed prequel i i don't think it will because that seems like a pretty pretty fresh kill that's true too maybe it'll pop up at like the end or something yeah maybe i thought that was um, rj for a second and i'm like that like I had a moment of like, why is she calling out for RJ? She just saw his body. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, wait a minute, that wasn't him. <laughs> that wasn't him, no. Which, yeah, I guess like, oh god, the kills in this movie. And look, like the kills in this, like they weren't like I've seen more creative kills, yes. But I still, as far as brutal, I was fucking all in. Like that first one where she just didn't stop stabbing the dude's neck. I was like, fuck. <laughs> these were like these were pent up. I can't fuck anger kills. Yeah. <laughs> like she's got to express, she got to express that frustration somehow. <laughs> so this is how, and you could feel the, like just the anger and rage in every stab and every, you know, when Howard breaks uh, Jenna Ortega's hand with the shotgun, you felt that shit, man. You felt how angry they were. That they couldn't be young. Yeah, and in their eyes, these people are just flaunting it, and it's like, well, they weren't doing it in front of you. They actually waited till you were like the door was shut. You guys were gone to their shit in the house. Like, you got you got angry. They they were actually 
being kind of nice and staying out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, Stringer, that fucking he had some good aim for an old dude at night with a shotgun. When she ran out the door and you hear the shotgun and fucking her just fly back, I was like, Jesus. Yeah, after being after blaming Maxine, like you got me into this, <laughs> like you're you're the reason they're dead. I'm like that's some that's some reaching logic there, lady. Yeah, I know it's it's the old people that are attacking you. Yeah, that's why I thought I thought Kid Cuddy was going to get in the swamp with the gator. I mean, he got in the swamp just not with the gator. I thought for sure he was going to like die out there by the alligator. I was like, okay, here it comes. Here comes the gator kill. So it's Kid Cuddy. That's how you said. Cuddy or Kitty? Cuddy. I don't know. I don't know. But Cuddy sounds better. I'm going to say that. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, how did he get? He got shot by Howard in the in the swamp. Yeah, yeah, that was sad. But he, I mean, he had a he had a good movie. That guy. He, you know, he got he laid pipe three times. Good for him. Yeah, he he got all of the main characters, so it kind of worked out for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he died, but overall, you know, I bet he he would he would call that night a win. <laughs> um, I mean, he also didn't get a face full of alligators, so like, true, true. Yeah, which by the way, I don't think he'd still be screaming as long as she did. If an alligator's grip is as strong as they say it is, I don't think she'd be screaming for very long. Well, I mean, if it didn't snap her, like if it didn't get her head. Like if it just clamped down on like her torso or like a leg or something, like it, she'd be screaming. Yeah, I just it looked like in the shot you got her head. That's why I was like, it looked like you got her head, and then it started doing its death roll like immediately. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, but I, that looked painful as hell. Uh, yeah, everyone who doesn't know, fun fact: when a gator attacks something, it drags it underwater and rolls. It's called a death roll. I, I'm really into alligators, so I had I happened to look that up. So yeah, don't get attacked by an alligator and then proceed to get pulled underwater because you will get turned around until you drown to death or you die of your wounds. Either one. I will do my best. <laughs> um Wayne's death, I thought was was neat. Just this like screwdriver through the eye in the hole. Kind of like yeah. he got dude got killed by glory hole, basically. Yeah. Dude, the build-up to that when <laughs> He stepped on the nail and you see it like the camera like shows it and doesn't move away. And I was like, please see the fucking nail. Please mm. see the nail. No, I was like, oh God. Dear yeah. God. I hate that nails and feet. Nails and you know, shit with teeth and toenails. It's the delicate things that freak me out. Like an axe to a guy is not gonna hurt me mentally, but a nail is gonna do it. Yeah, it looked it looked painful. I was just, as soon as I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, God, that had to hurt like a bitch. I would have gone right back to the cabin and been like, well, I'm done looking for your ass. Fuck you. I stepped maybe, on a nail. Maybe put on some shoes there, like Fabio. Like, what are you? Yeah. Who are you but flexing for? Close. It's the middle of the night. You're looking for a guy who's going to stumble onto, onto you, Wayne, and want to want to take that home. <laughs> He's an exhibitionist. You really, really, hey, look, he was working on that body. He wanted everyone to see it. Yeah. Um, I do just think, like, Lorraine and RJ's relationship needed work. Because, I mean, she's just, open, like, willing like to fuck another dude, and he's not willing to either, you know, fight her more on that or accept it. 
Like that's not going to work. And I thought she was a little nuts for being like, I think I hurt him. Like, yeah, no shit. You hurt him. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty obvious. I mean, I saw both sides, right? Cause like, I'm like on one end where well, you're dumb. You brought your fucking girlfriend to this dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then two, you fucked up by saying no. I'm like, she's just watched two other people. Fuck. And I was like, in one case, one's da- dating the much older producer and he was cool with it. Like, and he even says it like it's on camera, it's fine. And I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, that whole like, like that whole discussion about like love, you know, love and sex being completely separate in their spheres. And like immediately after that, she wants in, and then you're gonna completely, you know, uh backpedal on what you just said and be like, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, it's be like controlling, be like, no, you can't do it. And and then I'm your reason, like just like, well, cuz. And it's like it's interesting because like if you're going to pick any type of like film genre i guess you can say to have that discussion would it would be porn because again like we talked about william Hart, right like again most people just view porn actors as just that because that's all they see on screen right it's, they're naked they're getting rolled out but at the end of the day these porn actors are human beings like they go home they take care of their pets they clean their house you know like they because they're not most of them, unless they're like Jenna Jameson fucking levels here, aren't living in mansions. They just go home, take care of their house, fucking hang out with their family, right? Like, isn't that crazy to you though that like those they aren't making like millions, they're making like a couple thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's honestly crazy for like one of the oldest fucking industries ever. Yeah, <laughs> like, I subscribe on YouTube to Johnny Sins because I think he's hilarious, and I hear him talk about like the life, and he talks about like. He makes like two to three thousand dollars, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like, that's crazy to me, man." That's why they have to be so uh, like prolific. They have to keep being yeah in stuff because they got to make that money. You got to pay. Um, you're gonna pay the rent. You gotta you gotta fuck like twenty five times. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, having it be in that industry to me makes sense because think about it, if they have her, a lot of those guys and gals, right? They're in relationships, so it's like. They have to be in a relationship with someone that may not necessarily be in that industry. Oh, they are. You never know. Sometimes it happens. I think Johnny Sins is actually his wife is in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to be okay with the fact that, hey, on cameras work. So what you fuck on camera, that's not cheating because it's work. You're doing your job. But when you're not on camera, it's us. You know what I mean? Like that's, you, that's gotta it's be like so that tough. weird separation they have to make. It's got to be so tough to compartmentalize that shit to like, I, you know, you, you have evidence of your wife or girlfriend getting railed by like 30 other people, but it's, it's on camera. Happy. So you can't, you can't do anything about it. And you're considered the asshole. If you even confront anybody about it, like you, I, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I can't imagine having to like stabilize that relationship, especially if there's like kids involved. Yeah. That to me, like on one end, I feel like you can, if you're a strong enough dude that doesn't get too jealous, you can come and realize as much as it would be weird to one day know that your girlfriend for work blew a dude, but it would be that hope that like, you know, and then you have to like fathom, like hopefully, cause I know it would be some dudes would be like, I don't know if I can even perform the way she wants, but actually I did read something. A lot of porn stars, um, social females go like, look, when they came to their, like, they told their boy stuff, like, we, they told me, like, we don't want you to fuck us like you do on camera. They're like, halftime on camera is painful. We don't enjoy it. We're faking it because we're doing things that you can't really do in the act. So, like, 
at home, it's like, no, don't worry about doing it like you see on camera. Just fuck me, um, essentially, for lack of a better fucking term there, right? Um, I think uh, I, was, I often wonder about, like, couples who meet in the industry. Like, you know, they're both doing it. If one of them retires and the other guy or girl just keeps working, like, is that – they have problems with that? I don't know. That is a good question, though. I mean, again, I feel like it goes back to some that, like, you really have to compartmentalize some of that strong relationship. I do think, I think, I think the word, I would say I feel more sorry for, like, kids, but I also know a lot of points where when they start having kids, they get out of the industry. Um, but I'm like, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, at the end of the day, you know, Jane and Jameson may be out, but if she has a son, his son's going to have friends that become teenagers, find out who she is, do one quick Google search, boom, or Pornhub search, unless they live in Russia, um, and then boom, it's it's right there. You know what I mean? Like you can find it. Um, what is it that 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 show that was on E, the girls next door? Um, Kendra Wilkinson, you know, she's been one reality show after the other. And like at the end of the day, like all it takes is when her boys become teenagers, some friend be like, dude, I Googled your mom. And it's like it's all right there. It's all right there. That- and like, look, I'm not. You do what you need to to make a living. I'm not a fucking prude. I have no issues with a woman that wants to have a career in porn or strip or any of that stuff. Like, no issues with that. I'm just saying, like, it. it I understand the ones that are like, I need to get out when they start having kids. I, I totally get that. I can't imagine, like, both your like, both your parents are fucking porn stars. Like, when you start looking that stuff up, how do you avoid that? Can you imagine you're you're looking that shit up and your palm pops and you're like, oh god! Especially like, like Pornhub because it plays like the the preview clip. Yeah. Look, I get on Pornhub before anyone changed me. I've been on Pornhub plenty of times. I think, um, it, it, I think the audience has figured out that we both are at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it it plays the fucking preview clip a little bit to show you what's in it. So if you don't quickly scroll, you're going to get previews of your mom getting fucking rolled out. What, what if you? I mean. What if you don't notice right away? You start the video, but she pops in later. It's like a stepmom, stepdaughter type thing. Oh, my God. And before you can change it, she's already naked. You're like, oh, God. What do you talk to about that? Like, wh- how do you talk about that? I mean, you can you get a birds and a bees talk from parents in, when they have that kind of job? I mean... If anything, you probably get the best birds and bees talk from them because they know all about it. When a mommy and a daddy need about $5,000, they decide. Like, yeah, I, I would actually love to hear a porn star give that talk. <laughs> this, oh, God. Man. Uh, you know they have that moment, though, where, like, the ones that do have kids, they have to have that moment where they know, like, okay, one day we're going to become teenagers and this shit is going to happen. So, you know, like they have those discussions, like, when do we tell them? <laughs> All right. Scenario. Uh, porn, you know, porn star retires. They don't use their stage name anymore. They're their regular name. And then, you know, kid grows up. Their friends are like, dude, you got to check out this hot porn star I found. They go and Google them. And it's their mom. <laughs> what if, here's another scenario. <laughs> They don't find it out that way, but they're just going to the grocery store and some randos like, oh my God, are you? And just runs. 
Oh my, who does that? Oh, really lonely, depressed dudes that watch way more porn than I do. Oh my god, that's that's fucked up. When you start like, you know, taking selfies and being like, I can't believe I met this person. <laughs> Maybe keep that to yourself, buddy. Oh my god, yeah. You just hear, you know, mom used to be an actress. Like, dad that's just says, like, that's all dad says. Like, she used to be an actress. Like, well, what movies was she at? She was, she, she was an actress. Just, just leave. Mom it. and dad were. Mom and dad used to be actors. Well, what movies? Just movies. Let's just say she was kind of in a Star Wars movie. Just leave it at that. <laughs> oh God! I would love to do that though. Just, I would just keep throwing out movies randomly. She was in a uh, kind of a Jaws movie. Let's leave it. Let's leave it there. <laughs> she might have played Wonder Woman, but not in the big one. <laughs> I mean, there was a big one, but it's not, it's not what you're thinking. Oh, but God. <laughs> I can't imagine having that kind of life where you have to actively avoid <laughs> certain porn stars because they're family. She was in an alternate version of Parts of the Caribbean. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> well um all right back back to x <laughs> uh, these are you know porn is still a very taboo subject in culture and i i like movies like this that kind of you know thrust it if you will into like popular well, culture <laughs> it was it was really interesting because this 1979 don't I don't know if we have any super hardcore porn historians. I know I can Google this, so you me later. I looked it uh, up. There actually are dudes who have that job. That actually is not the worst selling job. I'm going to say it right now. I'd be okay with that job. If you paid me to do that, like I could live comfortably doing that. Yes. Um, no issues there. <laughs> just real quick. I'm just imagining like I'm in, you know, the history department at Texas state. I imagine like pitching my thesis like I want to look into the history of por- of porn. Like I want to I want to create a timeline of like porn and just trying to defend that in the history department. Just seeing how quick, I, how how long do you think it'll be before they ask me to leave? Not too long. There's gonna be one guy that like pulls you aside. Like, Look, I didn't want to, but I actually really agree with your stance. I'm gonna give you <laughs> I'm gonna give you a three thousand dollar grant. I'm gonna send you to San Fernando Valley, and you're gonna like just you know research. <laughs> Quick aside, uh, the school I went to for college, Full Sail, I can't remember the name of its sister school, but there was a sister school in California that they don't talk about because all the companies that like they proudly dis- display as like hi- have, that have hired students from that school are all porn companies. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not it's work. Like you're getting paid still. Like just try not to get coming on. Um. What I like about you uh, bringing that up with uh, porn, especially this being 1979, what I was getting at was like, you know, I want to say this was as the mainstreamness of porn was starting to die down. Because um, there's a lot, if, in case anyone doesn't know, like in the 70s, it wasn't exactly uncommon for you to go to a regular everyday theater and go watch Jaws and then literally go to a theater next door and watch fucking Deep Throat. And no one thought anything of it. Like it wasn't like, Oh, you saw you want to go see Deep. 
like people went to go watch it like a fucking regular movie. Like scenario. Uh you have a blind friend and you tell him you should go see Jaws. I know you can't see it, but it's a really, you know, you can visualize it. They wander into the wrong theater and they sit down for deep throat and they think it's Jaws. And they're like, that shark sounded weird. <laughs> I don't know what that shark was doing to those people, but it didn't sound right. I don't think it was doing what I thought it should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> or they reverse it. They go see deep throat. They end up in Jaws and they think that she's like biting off everyone's dick. They're just really mad. They're just like, this is supposed to be deep throat. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, but no, it's 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 just crazy to me that we had that time period. Yeah. Or like it wasn't a dirty thing to go watch porn. Like it was like whatever. Yeah, I went to go see Deep Throat. I went to go watch Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, I think Beyond the Green Door is another big one. Um, just like. Well, it wasn't exactly like, you know, they weren't taking field trips. Like, it was still incredibly taboo and gross to some people. But in the city, it was like, nobody gave a shit. It's the city. That's not the grossest thing that's happening out there right now. No, especially New York. It was like, this is not the grossest thing we're doing, guys. So let's be real here. Um, (laughs) But just like that, just that, like that brief look there it had with being that mainstream and no one really gave as much of a shit. But then, like, like I said, as the 70s kind of went on, the 80s were coming on, and home video was becoming a thing. Yeah, you're right. Like, porn started becoming even – to what we have it now, where, like, it was really more taboo than ever. People didn't want to talk about it. Yet the home video market was exploding with fucking porn because it was like, now we can just bring it to your home. Like, yeah. You go to the beaded section of fucking Blockbuster that's dimly lit. And walk out, go home with your fresh copy of like Debbie Does Dallas Nine or, or whatever. Just make sure to walk into the Blockbuster. Hi, can you direct me to the Beat It section, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can rent two. Thank you. <laughs> it, it's crazy that, like, to me, like for a while, you can go into Blockbuster looking for like, I don't know, like whatever movie just came out, whatever new release movie wanted, but in like just beats, not a door, but beats, they're like, yeah, that's where the porn's at. That's where the adults went to, to go get whatever they want to do. <laughs> well, all this comes up in Boogie Nights, you know, it's, Burt Reynolds is trying to make his mark on porn by like making it more story driven and making what he believes are great movies. And then the eighties roll around whenever, you know, amateurs are just breaking out the camcorder and making their own shit and they can't compete with that. Yeah, and anyway. this is yeah x covers that too mostly x covers it too because you have like in the the camera guy that's like i'm gonna make avant-garde but then Wayne says he goes nah i'm telling you man the whole video market is going to explode like he's clearly like thinking like this is it this is what i need to go to to make his money and technically he's not wrong like i'm sure had the events not played on x way that he actually probably would have been very successful um i mean a king of porn at that time i, I don't doubt it when you think of the king of porn, that's the guy I would think of. Just, you know, tall, blonde dude, tight jeans, cowboy hat, talks like a like a Texan, always hard. <laughs> like that, that's the king of porn. Always hard. And of course, his name's Wayne. I don't know why, but that just works. <laughs> Does work. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, kills are great. Um, Howard just dies of a heart attack. That makes me laugh. And then Pearl gets run over really awesomely. 
Yeah, after the fucking fell shotgun blast, which was awesome to watch her attempt to shoot that shotgun and go flying through the fucking door. Well, I love that they they follow through on uh, Wayne's uh, gun. He says he keeps a you know empty gun in the glove compartment because just the act of pointing a gun is enough sometimes. Yeah, and then we find out it really isn't loaded. Yeah, it really isn't. It's it's not loaded at all. It's for show, and. To, to Maxine's credit, that was, again, they're actually, we don't talk about enough when it does happen, but there's some smart character moments. When she, like, instinctively ducked instead of, like, let me stand there at the shotgun level, I was like, yeah, that, that was actually incredibly smart to do. Like, duck as soon as you can, because she's old. She's not going to lower that thing in time. Um, well, and I love that, yeah, if a, you know, 90-pound old lady is going to blast a double barrel, she's going to fly. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> She ain't Howard. You knew what that thing was capable of. He knew how to steady himself. Yep. And she's just screaming in the ground like, you whore! You filthy whore! And Maxine's like, nope. And reverses onto her fucking head. Yeah. Um, I like uh, how this film uh, booked in with the cops. Um, I lo- I'm usually not the biggest fan of like that in media res opening when we kind of like see the end and they cut and they're like oh how did we get here i'm like well i don't could just done this at the beginning i would have been fine i don't it would have been okay yeah um but what i like about this is that they don't show who's dead i love that i it's not like oh okay we know he's dead you just get to see it no it's like you what went like you're legitimately curious like what went down and like you were all these different bodies here like jesus christ i love when they find the camcorder and they're like we might have some evidence on this thing like what do you think's on here and the cops like one fucked up horror film. It's like, well, close, close. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a vicious ending. And then apparently there's a I missed it in the theater, but I did watch that clip you sent me. There's a teaser for an upcoming prequel at the end of the credits called Pearl, which talks about old lady as a young lady in the 1910s, which yep. uh-huh. was a bad time to be sexually active. Oh yeah, and um, played by Mia Goth again. You like said played played pro herself, so she's playing the young version now. Um, looks like uh, some stuff that they brought up in this movie is going to be explored in that, like that car, the buggy. Yeah, um, a lot of that stuff looks like they're going to explore in like what her dancing. So we're going to get a lot of explanation by still being a a horror film. Um, and from what I've heard, Ty West has already filmed it. It's filmed already. Sweet. I mean, I was not expecting a Ty West uh, double feature this year, but uh, he's he's talked trilogy. He's talked. He has plans for where this could go to conclude it. Damn, Ty! Like, well done. He's really like immersed himself into this world he's created with X. That's fantastic. Uh, well, when Pearl comes out, maybe that'll be a good opportunity to do House of the Devil on uh, Filmgasm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that movie. So I've never seen it, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, apparently it's a Ty West year. <laughs> really cool. Man, he he took his like I think six or more year absence from horror, and he's like, "Don't worry, guys, I'm coming back swinging. I got like three films playing for y'all." It's awesome. Uh, any other scenes you want to spotlight from uh, from X? Anything we missed? Uh no, not that coming off the top of my head. Um. Just that, yeah, it, 
I really enjoyed this. Very like I like what he explored with it. I liked um the idea of kind of like slowly flipping the script on slashers, but still being a intense, gory like slasher and like everything we want from that genre while playing it up a bit. Yeah, I agree. Oh, there there was that one scene where Pearl crawled into bed with Matt Maxine. That was fucking freaky. That was creepy as hell. And the way she just walked out when Britney Snow's coming out of her room, I'm like, what the fuck? And well structured, considering those were the same actresses or the same actress playing two characters. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, that and the scene at the with the lemonade in the oh. house. Well, again, that's actually what I was talking about. Where they were like trying to learn what's happening, with, like the porn film they're making, and um, the actual story we're watching. How it's the lemonade scene. But they're filming for their porno, but here we have Mia Goth literally having a very creepy fucking moment of drinking lemonade with this old lady. <laughs> yeah, well filmed movie. Um, I'm glad it's getting such critical praise. It's sitting at like a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is great. That's high praise. Yeah, for sure. I had about a half filled theater. So, I, I had made three people. Yeah. I don't I don't foresee this being a, a big financial hit, but I you know I think it's gonna be a it's gonna go down as a win. Yeah, it it's it's like I said, and I'm I'm and granted I went to like a 1045. I went to the earlier showing I could I could get for the cheaper prices. Mm-hmm. But even when I worked in theater, I saw the moment where I'm like, you know, I'm so I I said it before, I said it a thousand times, like I'm so sick and tired of people bitching that all we get are like Batman films or superhero films in general. I'm like, yeah, when I go see Spider-Man and the film is packed, the theater's packed to the brim with people, and then I go see this original horror film that you guys are demanding we get and you want so bad, but you don't fucking watch it, why do you think they don't take the risk with these types of films? I'm like, I was like, I can tell you right now, the turnout I had for like this in Studio 666, I'm like, this is why you guys don't get these films, because you don't fucking go watch it. Well, I like that with this show, we're able to devote the same amount of attention we would give the Batman to a film like X. I mean, both these films got their own full episode and it's, you know, we've proven it's not hard to find these independent films, these horror films. You just got to look, you just got to look a little harder sometimes and, you know, give them the time of day. If you want more original stuff, you have to put in the effort. It's that easy. Yeah. And like, yeah, you can make the argument that like, obviously marketing for X wasn't going to be as expensive as it was for the Batman. They did not have that kind of budget. I mean, well, oh, yeah, right. we both heard about it. Yeah, and I'm honestly, we live in a world now where all the theaters have apps. Like, AMC has an app. Cinemark has an app. Like, every fucking theater you can imagine has an app. All you got to do is look in the coming soon section or look up your theater that's closest to you, click on the weekend, and it will show you everything that theater is playing. If you say something like, X, you're like, huh, what's that? The internet is also on the phone that you're looking at the fucking timing for. Look it up. Fucking Google. Get it on YouTube. Like, it's right there in the palm of your hand so fucking utilize it if you like movies you can google what's coming out this week and you will find out that it's you know not only the big stuff but also the little stuff is coming out that you can then go find and you know help contribute to independent film it's really that easy there you go yeah and like don't get me wrong the streamers are definitely making good strides with independent cinema mm-hmm. and original content they really i know i i kind of like shut on all the shutter films but still the fact that they are giving these films a chance and point them on the service for people to watch, like true, but very importantly, you're shitting on them after you actually watch them. And yeah, you, I actually watch these, so yeah, it's a, 
that that's okay. Like what I can't take is people who shit on movies they don't even watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. I see a lot of a lot of my um, the Facebook groups I'm on those like those showing the films like crazy and they're like, well, I haven't seen it. And I'm like, then shut the fuck up, go watch it. <laughs> yeah, your opinion doesn't matter until you actually watch the fucking movie. Yeah. Or my favorite, like, I don't know if I want to watch, I want to go to the theater and see it, but I don't know if I want to go watch this. And I'm like, if you want to go to the theater, go watch the fucking movie and give it a chance. Like you're yeah. never going to know until you watch it. Yeah. It's exactly you know how many masterpieces I would never have known about without like all these shows telling me to go check them out. I, w- I have so many movies I adore now because of this. And I know not everybody has a podcast that tells them to go watch movies. But if you like movies, go watch them. It is that easy. Like, I don't know what else you need. Yeah. Instead of waiting for April 1st, which is probably what a lot of people are doing, or for those of you that are really waiting, you're waiting for Doctor Strange. Not saying I'm not excited for fucking Doctor Strange, but there's plenty of smaller stuff coming out that looks pretty good, too. Yeah. Imagine if we just put this show on hold until Morbius came out. Dear God. What a waste of time. Especially because Morbius has shown to not want to stick with a date. So Yeah. I know. But like I can't imagine just committing to blockbusters. Like that's that leaves out so many potentially great movies to talk about. Yeah. Especially in the case of X, where they're literally I did not know about until that first trailer popped out because they kept it such a secret. Yeah. Same. And Pearl, like, you don't even know about the movie unless you go see X. Yeah, it's literally all based off seeing this movie. Yeah. Sweet. See, this is what I, I, like, I feel like this kind of thing is what I wanted from Fear Street. Like, that kind of, like, you know, secret universe thing they got going here. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy Ty West is uh, making, you know, making strides. Yeah. Like I said, like the fact that he took such a long break and he kind of like just came out of this room, but essentially like, hey, I'm back. I'm fucking doing it again. And now he's like revealed, like, I have a whole thing planned. Like, damn, he he really took advantage of those on fucking six or so years. Yeah, it has been a it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh plenty of time to make three movies, apparently. Yeah. Like I said, the prequel apparently is already in the can. He is literally just waiting for the go-ahead for May 24. That's awesome. I love. See, this is my favorite part about sneak previews. Like, yeah, I know all the big stuff that's coming out this year, Doctor Strange, Morbius, Fantastic Beasts, but it's the little stuff I learn about along the way that I get to add to the calendar. Those are the gems. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like like I said when we were doing our top 10 most anticipated, what I like about this is like, you know, I've known about Doctor Strange before the trailer came out because Marvel and reveals their slate of films to a certain point. And I have nothing against Marvel doing that because they still make really good films. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like what I really love because I miss it so much is like how they did with X, where it wasn't on my radar. I knew nothing about it. And then I remember I texted the group chat because I saw the trailer and went, holy shit. And I texted the group chat. I was like, guys, check this trailer out. New Ty West horror film. And you guys were like, what the fuck is this? Like it just started this whole discussion with that because literally they, they didn't tell anyone. They kept it secret and they waited until the trailer came out and they're letting word of mouth kind of speak for this film. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have that again. I feel like we know so much in advance these days that we don't get to have that surprise movie anymore. And occasionally we do get it. And I I love when we get it. Yeah. Very cool. This turned out to be a fun episode. Uh, I was kind of out of it when we started, but the energy, I guess now talking about tits and ass woke me up. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about porn work. Yeah. Got it. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Filmgasm Productions, or you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com to give us feedback or film suggestions. Uh, you can check out the website, filmgasm.com, where we've got reviews, articles, trailers for upcoming stuff. And uh, if you want to support the show on Anchor, you can always click on support this podcast on your podcast provider. Give us anything you feel we deserve. We appreciate it. Next week is going to be a bit different. Uh, next Sunday is the 94th Academy Awards. So Austin will be joining me in recapping the Oscars, discussing the highlights and low points of the show. In addition, The Lost City and Everything Everywhere All at Once are coming out next week. So I'll try my best to see one or both of them and provide my two cents, or we may just push those films by a week, depending on how we want to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they end up getting shit reviews, I might not see either one. But from what I'm hearing, they're both getting really good reviews. Well, so everything everywhere all at once is getting really strong reviews. Lost City is sitting at a 95% right now. No, it's not. Last I checked. Yeah. It's getting really good reviews. Okay. I was surprised. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Um, Don't miss The Punisher on Wednesday's Filmgasm. Laura Croft Tomb Raider on Friday's Beyond the Bad. And our Oscar predictions on Oscar Sunday. Have a great week. Keep watching movies.